When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Everybody, welcome back to the movie trivia showdown. The singles tournament is a moving, and what a matchup we have here today. I'm Christian Harloff, joined as always by Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. Mark, this is a really good uh, first round here, first round matchup between fan favorite, crowd favorite, the meme queen Jen Kemp, who's coming off a big win knockout to TK win against uh, Felix Merritt, and then you've got in my opinion, Rookie of the Year uh, frontrunner, Josh Harwitz, the Carpathian. Uh, this is a really solid first-round match. A lot of times you see the first round, it's like, okay, well, that's a heavy favorite. I don't know if we have a heavy favorite in this one. I don't think we do. And as strong as that Carpathian bloodline going all the way back to Vigo is for Horowitz, Jen Kemp looks scary coming off of a victory. Her first in the Schmodown singles, and she looks like she's not ready to stop anytime soon. This is going to be one of those matchups where you see not just a win here today, but you could see the start of a deep tournament run. Somebody is going to get a leg up on their competition, not just for themselves, but for their faction as well. I don't disagree with you. I think that the, both of these competitors could make a really solid run because Jen Kemp's been doing this for a long time. She was a writer in season one and has, like I said, just she's a, was a fan favorite. She was in the fan leagues. People really are enjoying what Jen Kemp is doing. You look at Josh Harwitz. I can't read the guy uh, because <laughs> I can't read him. I'll tell you what, what is it is. Josh Horowitz, when he comes in, when you see him, you, you don't see behind the scenes. He comes in and he's a super nice guy. I love him to death. And he just looks like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, and then when he plays, it's like Dan Merle's playing. The guy is so locked in. He's so he knows the game. He understands what's happening. It's like it's just two different people when you see him from off camera to playing. Are the you game. saying that Josh Horowitz is a boring individual? No, not a boring individual at all. He just can't. What it sounded him. like can't read him. But what I'll tell you is that you can see why he's as successful as he is because when he's locked into anything he does, he succeeds. He's done it in teams. He's done it in this. He's done it in his career. If he can do it inside the tournament, the Quirky Mercs are going to have a good run. But Jen Kemp is not going to be an easy first round match. No, Jen Kemp with the greatest comfy chair in the background of any Schmodown shot. She is looking for a big W here today. How did we get to this point? Well, that's a great question that Christian and I shouldn't have the task of answering. Just check this out. It's a knockout. It's Kemp's first win in singles, and it's a big moment looking to get a little higher up in the faction standings. Swag taking a big step towards that. Y'all sick of me yet? Jen, you finally did it. How does it feel to just get over that hump? Happy to sit on the bench and root on my fellow swag members, but at the same time, I want to show people that I have the chops, and free-for-all was not a fluke. And in the past couple weeks, I've had a couple chances. It really has been like a long road here, and like Felix came in, and it's really hard to go up against the perfect round. So yeah, I feel bad about that, but uh, I don't feel that bad about it. Now, Jen Kemp is a force of nature. Jen Kemp just had an incredible knockout. Jen Kemp should not be underestimated, but she's not the rookie of the year. Well, here we go again. 
Uh, time for another match. Uh, I'm starting to get the hang of this. Josh played very, very well today. A perfect day and going perfect. Just missing a bonus question in the entire match. Decimated so many foes already. Did you see his game against Hauser? His game against Lieberman. The dude goes perfect as much as I get things wrong. This happened fast. You know, I was I was an unknown. No one knew what to expect, and then all of a sudden, here we go. First round of the singles tournament. I say first round because I hope it's just the beginning. Here's the thing. Horowitz is like an actual respected member of the movie community. Meanwhile, I'm just a dork with way too much time on her hands. I, uh, I just like to play. Like, it, it took so long just to get a singles match. Whatever you put in front of me, I'm excited to do the best that I can do. He spends, like, every day chatting it up with some of the most A-list celebrities out there. And the closest I've been to that is posing with cardboard cutouts at the local AMC and sad self-insert fan fiction. We are not the same. Going up against uh, the meme queen. I thought it was meme queen. That's, that's, I'm not joking. I literally thought I was facing the meme queen, and I was not looking forward to that. But meme queens I can handle. Good God, Quirky Merc season's upon us. So, today, Carpathian makes his singles tournament debut. Who doesn't like to root for an underdog? He's Apollo Creed, I'm Balboa. We're gonna make it a real scrap today to move forward in this tournament. And hopefully, spoiler alert, it's a Rocky II situation. Well, there you go. And obviously you see Koish Andrew. He knows he I mean, he picked Josh Horowitz up late in the draft. Right. There were a lot of people that that knew of Josh Horowitz, didn't know how committed he was going to be. And a lot of the managers are kicking themselves in the rear end for not picking this dude up and what he's been able to do in both teams and singles. But the same can be said about Jen Kemp. You look at Jen Kemp. Also, remember, she's got that inner geekdom knowledge as well. So if there's certain things that come up in wheel in, in the wheel round, don't be surprised because she's that good. She is that well-rounded. So I'm I'm very excited for this match. It's going to be a fun one. Boston Muscle meets New York Steel. Jen Kemp's teams have enjoyed so much success over the past couple of decades. Meanwhile, Josh Horowitz, you call him boring. Last time I was in New York, we were speeding down a highway in a Ferrari doing 150 miles an hour. So he is Mr. Excitement in my book. All right, Mark, are you ready? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the movie trivia showdown. Three rounds in the singles division. Introducing first, representing Swag with a record of one win, one defeat, and one knockout. She is the Mean Queen. The Mean Queen with another wonderful song. Loving the songs going on these days. And so, Jen, how are you feeling, though, with your season? Well, I guess season uh, three for you. Ish, ish. I guess season one really was last year. The free for all shouldn't count as a rookie season. But so coming into this, it really seems like you're coming more into your own. Do you feel that way playing the game in season uh, this season, season eight? I mean, yeah, the support from Swag has just been phenomenal. So I feel like I have a leg up this season with just that system behind me. And yeah, just being able to play really gives you a lot of the leg up. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you're representing the greatest hero in the galaxy just behind you on that chair. Uh, now you have a chance to be the greatest hero for your faction today. What is it going to take to beat somebody like a Josh Horowitz, who, as Christian pointed out, seems very locked into the strategy of the game. How do you top him today? Yeah, I mean, the imposter syndrome is really kicking in hard today because, like, Josh is, like, a very successful, established person in the movie community, and I'm just kind of a dorky fan that you guys couldn't get rid of. So I'm glad that I'm here still, uh, and hopefully today will be a good day for me. Hopefully luck is on my side. And her opponent representing the quirky mercs with a record of two wins no defeats he is the carpathian josh how are you josh good to see you sorry i 
Well, with that glowing introduction as the most boring man on the planet, um, I guess, relatively speaking, I'm doing okay. Not what I was saying. No, not- I got, we got it. Everybody here got what you were going after. No, no we're cool. We're good. Not, not true. Um, but what I did say inside it, and I stand by it, when you play in this game, man, you're locked in. You're locked in. You know the game, and you start really – it seems like you've been playing for years. Um, have you always been a competitive person ha- playing these types of games? And Because nobody knew how good you were going to be. We said, oh, he could be good, but you have been really, really impressive this season. There are very, very few games, competitions that are in our known existence where I have some aptitude in, and it took me – a few decades to find apparently something that I have some skill in. So, uh, no, I'm not naturally a competitive person because generally I, I would lose in most uh, competitions, but apparently I'm decent at what you guys do here. So uh, suddenly, yeah, I'm competitive. Woo, this is awesome. Josh, I don't know what Christian's talking about. We had a crazy time. I don't know whose Ferrari that, that was, man. That was crazy. That was insane. I can't even uh, drive. So, yeah, but go ahead. Are you are you, are you back home in your, in your most able quarters or are you still in some father-in-law's study somewhere and does that make a difference it's a virtual match so you want to feel as comfy as possible imagine going into a tournament setting yes i am i am in my abode in uh, a delightful new york city i have my uh the low hum of an air conditioner behind me i these are my my father-in-law does not own funcos those are mine uh yes i have a refrigerator uh, eight feet away in case i get hungry life is good except for the creator of the Schmodown saying I'm the most boring man on the planet. Everything else is great. No one said that. No one said that. Okay. Josh, go to the video. Josh, are those your Funko Pops or are those your father-in-laws? Yes. Uh, we share <laughs> joint custody. Oh, there's my dog. Here. A lot of dog there's work. Lucy. Uh, so last question here before we get started here. Jen Kemp, she has been around for a bit. And as you heard, you've seen what she's doing. Have you been watching Jen Kemp's matches? Do you Are you prepared for Jen? How do you prepare for uh, the meme queen? I, 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 my focus is honestly on my, I feel like I take care of my side of the street. If I do what I do, I will be okay no matter who the competitor. Jen seems lovely and smart and talented and I'm sure she's gonna give me a good run. And I hate the fact that there are now expectations on me. I enjoyed the first few matches when everybody was like, well, this guy, who, what's this guy actually got? Now, sadly, people expect me maybe to win. So I hate that position to be honest, um, but I'm going to do what I can, and hopefully hopefully, I have some more luck on my side today. All right. Good luck to you, and, and you should try to perk up a little bit, will you? Hello, Schmodown Universe. Support for the movie trivia Schmodown brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They are the champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your jewels. You see what I did there? Tools for your jewels. That's what Manscaped does. And they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer. It is the Lawnmower 4. Point oh. You heard that right. It is the 4.0. Join over the 2 million men worldwide. I'm part of that 2 million, and you should be too, who have joined Manscaped. You can get this exclusive offer just for you. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping if you use the code TRIVIA20. One more time, that is TRIVIA20, and go to manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I am one of the first people to try the 4.0, and I am blown away by the performance. I've been there before. When you have the stuff, you're like, oh, anything can work. Ow, what happened in there? Oh, nothing. I'm fine. And you don't come out for about 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes because you're trying to recover. You don't need to anymore. This is smooth. This is perfect. I've been using Manscaped since the second I've heard about them, and I'm never going back. I am using the 4.0. I love the 4.0, and you will love the 4.0. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I certainly feel a lot more comfortable doing the old Shabalarusk. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. I recommend before you go down there, give yourself a haircut. That can work too. And then do the other stuff and you might want to get different blades. And also, if you didn't know before, and I'm mentioning it now, they have the wireless charging. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. I get the jokes. You last longer, you last longer. It's true. This thing lasts longer, and especially with this new technology. They're always up in the new technology. They're always upping the, the quality of their product, and that's why I use Manscaped. That's why you should use Manscaped. That's why you hear about it so much, because it works. It's not just, oh, they've just been around. They're doing this. They're doing that. They know what they're doing, and their products work. Guys, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. That's disgusting. From reading it to talking about it all the way around but the fact is you don't want to do it it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys so get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com by using that code trivia 20 one more time that is going over to manscaped.com use the code trivia 20 for free shipping 20 percent off Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Jen Kemp, Josh Harwitz, the Carpathian versus the Meme Queen. Mark, round number one, how's it work? We do have rules in this contest. It is a tournament, and round number one is like a normal round number one in singles. Eight questions from eight different corners of movie, trivia, schmodown, know how will emerge. We'll ask the question. You attempt an answer. You do that by writing down your best attempt. Once we ask you by name or nickname, please show what you wrote to your camera. At the same time, you verbalize your attempt into the microphone. Each question's worth a point. There's no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing. At least there isn't in round number one. I'll remind each competitor of your three usages of the JTE rule throughout the duration of the match. You're not sure you heard a question right. You want to buy yourself another 15 seconds to get that correct answer. Use a JTE rule. That's your repeat. You also each have one challenge. You may utilize at any point throughout the three-round match. We'll bring in managers. We'll deliberate to our heart's content. And it will ultimately be your manager that confirms and ratifies if said challenge is taking place. And with that, Christian, the competitors locked, ready to go in a contest that's going to be celebrated from the taverns of Cheers in Boston to the great soup purveyor in New York City, Hale and Hardy. Right, Josh, are you ready? I am. Jenny, you ready? Cheers is for tourists, Mark. You know that, but I'm ready, yeah. Then let's get ready to Schmodown. Round number one. Question number one in the realm of comedies. In Muppets from Space. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, here we go. So, too soon? Too soon. Man, this guy just with the yucks left and right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In the realm of comedies, who plays field reporter Brian Fantana in the Anchorman franchise? Uh, I know Cheers is for tourists, but when that theme song comes on, I don't consider myself a problem drinker. When I hear that song, I have to have a beer. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down. Hands up, please. We start with Josh. Paul Rudd? Yes. And Jen? Yep. The immortal Paul Rudd. All right. That's question one. Here's question two, Mark. Just as ageless as Tom Brady. Sorry, Christian. Your next question is in the category of Oscars. And the query for a point. Stanley Kubrick received his first Best Director nomination for what 1964 classic that co-stars George C. Scott? Let me ask you why you apologize. You know, my team beat Brady twice, and then he won a title for my it's, dad and brother's team. That's what I'm trying to tell you, but you always get such a knee-jerk reaction when I say his name. That's not true. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up. We start with Jen. Is it Paths of Glory? It is not. Josh? Yes, it is. So Josh was up by one there. It is 2-1. 2-1 as we get to question number three. Action Adventure. Dark Territory is the subtitle of the sequel to which 1990s Steven Seagal film? And once again, that was Dark Territory. My internet cut out. Maybe somebody else's did. Yeah, I'm telling you. Eli Manning's got nothing to worry about when he hangs out with Tommy. Not at all. Five, four. Sorry, Jack. Three, two, 
One. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start with Josh. Saw this in the theater. Eric Bogosian, quite a bad guy, under siege. Yes. And Jen. The only cigar film I've seen under siege. There you go. So we now have a score of three to two as we have the question for. Yeah, that's dark territory. Not worth the price of admission. Your next question is in the category of black cinema and the query for another point. Which comedian co-stars in the film's Silver Linings Playbook, Dead Presidents, and Money Talks? So I just watched Under Siege 2 recently with Greg. Why? Why? For a goof on Twitch. And it was one of the best comedies I've seen in a long time. Pretty dreadful. It's bad. Five. Four. First one's great. Yes, it is. Two. One. Hands down, hands up, please. And we start with Jen Kemp. Is it Chris Tucker? It is. And Josh. It is Chris Tucker. It is. And we see ourselves now 4-3 as we get to question five. We're going to go with dramas. What acclaimed 1990s drama features characters named Ellis Red Redding, Tommy Williams, and Brooks Hatlin? What would you say is the biggest drop-off from original to sequel besides Caddyshack? Uh, um, I mean, Under Siege is up there. It's up there. Five. I'll come back to me. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start with Josh. I was worried you were going to say Ghostbusters for your answers to this question. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and Jen. Shawshank Redemption. Got it. All right. So it is now 5-4 as we get to our next question. This is question six, Mark. That's right. Horowitz still perfect. Kemp one behind. The next category is in the world of the 1980s. What a decade it was. There were movies released, I hear. And here's a question about one of them. In what 80s film does Harrison Ford say the line, those aren't your memories, they're somebody else's? You know, I'll tell you, you're asking that question. I don't think it's going to be in a rank like five, but one I was very disappointed with was uh, the Kingsman sequel. I got one for you. Airplane and Airplane 2. That's good. Four, three. Can you repeat the question? First one. Yep. You have two remaining. The category is 1980s in the question. In what 80s film does Harrison Ford say the line, those aren't your memories, they're somebody else's? Yeah, Airplane 2 is pretty unlocked. It's bad. All right. And the chat room lighting up. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start here with Jen Kemp. Is it Blade Runner? It is. And Josh. I almost said something else, which I would have not been happy with. That is correct. Blade Runner 6. Six five, six five, and now we get to our. Just a reminder, Josh. On just, just remember to show the board and say it at the same Sorry, time. Sorry, yep, yep, yep. Okay. And now here is question seven. Fantasy sci-fi, fantasy sci-fi. The sci-fi films Logan's Run, The Black Hole, and The Conquest of the Planet of the Apes were released during which decade? Ah, I love these questions. Yeah, well, there are certain people who have. Well, I don't want to give anything away, so I'll wait until after this one. I don't want to give away any answers. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. We start with Josh. 1970s? Yes. And Jen. 1970s? Got it. All right. So it is seven, six. And where we stand at the moment is that Josh Harvitz at the moment is pitching a perfect game. If he gets this, he'll get a bonus question. If not, we'll go on to round number two. Here we go, Mark. Dan Fogelberg was big during that decade, and now your final category, famous actors and actresses who might be big currently. Here's the question for a point, and possibly a perfect round for one of you. Which actress has played a call girl, a medical student, a fairy, and a famous movie star? It's a great question. The writers have really stepped it up this season. i got to tell you. Everybody, no, you're welcome. PJ. No, I'm just yeah. PJ's. No, great. I... I scribbled all these myself. Yes. Taking all the credit. Five. You changed all the original ones. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up. And we start with Jen. Biggest smile in Hollywood, Julia Roberts. Yes. And for the perfect round. Julia Roberts. Got it. All right. So it is eight, seven. Josh hits the perfect round, and he's got to get this bonus. So, Josh, this is for you and only you. Here's your question. 
What classic universal horror franchise features performances from Colin Clive, Boris Karloff, Elsa Lanchester, and Basil Rothbone? I'm going to say four. Frankenstein. That's correct for one more point. So Josh Horowitz once again gets himself a perfect round and sees himself up 9-7. Jen Kemp having an amazing round there also. Seven points and sees 9-7 as we get into round number two. Mark, how's that go? It's actually pronounced Frankenstein, but we'll accept it. In round number two, it's the wheel round. The wheel of fate, doom, and justice. Each competitor gets a spin at that dar wheel. Once you settle on a category, four questions emerge from that realm of schmodown mystery. Each question is worth two points. There is no penalty for missing a question. That's the good news. The bad news, stealing is available in round number two. So if you're not sure of the answer, you can ask us for multiple choice. We're told one of those options is correct. At that point, the value of the question recedes to one. Friendly reminder, Jen Kemp has all of her JT rules remaining. Horowitz used one in his perfect round one, so he has two left. Both challenges still intact. And so, Mr. Horowitz, we go to you, sir. Would you like to spin that wheel first or defer to your opponent just to the northeast of you? Um, you know what? I will go first. Zoolander and Bell in the Hand were the references we should have gone with. Uh, Josh, I so always impressed, man. Like, I know uh, you felt a little tricky about that JTE, but it didn't just get us one point, it got us two, because it got us that sure. perfect as well. I know you like being the underdog. Unfortunately, you're <laughs> exceptional. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I consider someone, even with the belt, an underdog, if they're fighting like an underdog, which is what you're doing here. I'm really impressed. We like this wheel. We've talked about a lot of the things we're going for. We've got a plan for it. Jen is playing like this is a championship match. So I think in this case, if we need to, drop down both offensively and defensively. So if you feel like you're about 70% or up, I say go for it. Under okay. 70, I think, you know, drop down. So we have a more likely one point, but also in case we need to protect that steal. So let's use that as an offensive and defensive tactic. Great use of JTE. I Ten think minutes. we do the same with that. How you feeling? Feeling good. Relieved that I used the JTE because I had a brain freeze there, and uh, we're in good position. And yeah, I like this wheel, so I think we're gonna we're gonna do all right. Love all the right. headspace. Stay under dog. Round and round it goes. We'll get word from production just to be there safe. <laughs> and it is opponent's oh, choice. No. It is opponent's choice. So it lands on opponent's choice. So now we're gonna bring in both Jen Kemp and Winston to decide. Opponent's choice. We talked about what we wanted to do in this particular case, and I think we probably want to stick with that, right? Just go with that game plan? I, I think that's the case, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we're confirming then we're giving this gentleman Disney, and he's just going to have to go ahead and magical way his way out of this, or would you like to do the other one we were talking about? Uh, You're feeling some type of way. Okay. No, you know, no, you know I, I think we want to see if he's invited to the cookout. I think we'll we'll try out Black Cinema for him. Ooh, let's see if he's invited to the cookout. She's the meme queen. Give him Black Cinema. Let's go. All right, Josh, you're going to get four questions in the realm of Black Cinema. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right, here we go. First question in the realm of Black Cinema. Here it is. Okay. Neil LeBoot directed Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, and Tracy Morgan in what 2010 comedy remake? Death at the Wedding. Is incorrect. Jen, here's the question. Neil LeBoot directed Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, and Tracy Morgan in what 2010 comedy remake? Is it death at a funeral? Yes. For two points steal, Jen Kemp nails that one. And here is question number two for John. Can we just make sure we see hands from competitors, please? Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Josh, here it is. Yeah. Who directed the first film in the Friday franchise? F. Gary Gray. Yes. Two points. Here is your next one. Who won an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 2006 for the song It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp? Three Six Mafia. Correct. Two points. And final. Here it is. Which actress appeared in Scary Movie 3, 
Girls Trip, and Little. Virginia King is incorrect. So here is a question, gent. Which actress appeared in Scary Movie 3, Girls Trip, and Little? He did the thing. It's Regina Hall. That is correct for two more points. All right, so Dylan Kemp stealing a massive amount of points here, and sees herself only down by two. You never confuse your Reginas. I'll drill that in everyone in swag, gent knows the deal. I'm so proud of you. Oh, Lord. Okay. Wipe the slate clean, all right? Time to go get our four, get our total eight points out of this, move on to the third round, and then keep it pushing, all right? So you got all your JTEs. That was an excellent use of opponent's choice. I'm proud of you. So let's go get something that we went off this dar wheel and we'll keep it pushing, all right? Yep, just keep that wheel on my side. A lot of inviting categories now on that wheel. It really opens up when you get to stick your opponent with opponent's choice, Christian. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. So now for 60 seconds to decide if you're going to stick with the whoop. Okay, so based off of what we were talking about, I'm feeling pretty great about this unless you just, like, I know there's some that you're like, oh, God, give it to me. But we felt really good about this. We discussed mm -hmm. it earlier. So what are you thinking? You want to go for the Grand Slam? Or are you happy with just going ahead and getting, like, a three-run home run right now? I mean, that, this, is, get all this is turning into a black cinema match, and I think we'll just keep it going with Whoopi. Ooh, somebody trying to get some mac and cheese at the cookout. No tuna, Christian. Zero tuna. Pretty good rule of thumb just to eliminate tuna from any gathering. Here is your first of four questions for two points, Jen, unless you need multiple choice in the category of Whoopi Goldberg, which Christian inexplicably called the whoop. Here it is for two points. Which Oscar-winning actress co-stars with Whoopi Goldberg in the 1990 drama, The Long Walk Home. I'm multiple choice on this. All right, you have four options worth of points. Here they are. Is it A, Sissy Spacek, B, Sally Field, C, Jessica Lange, or D, Susan Sarandon? Here are the options one more time. All right. Without use of a JTE rule, here they are. Is it A, Sissy Spacek, B, Sally Field, C, Jessica Lang, or D, Susan Sarandon? I'm going to go Susan Sarandon. That is incorrect. So now for a taste of her own medicine and a steal opportunity himself, Josh Horowitz is going to repeat the question and the options before you wager a guess. Which Oscar-winning actress co-stars with Whoopi Goldberg in the 1990 drama the Long Walk Home. Is it A, Sissy Spacek, B, Sally Field, C, Jessica Lang, or D, Susan Sarandon? Sissy Spacek. Is correct for a point, and that's a little bit of revenge for Horowitz. And now we go back to Kemp for her second question in the category of Whoopi Goldberg movies, and it is. Whoopi Goldberg co-stars with Brecken Meyer, Cuba Gooding Jr., John Cleese, and others in what 2001 ensemble comedy? I have a really weird soft spot for this movie. It's Rat Race. I believe uh, Rowan Atkinson is it? I'm yep. being told yes. That is correct for two more points, and it is just a one-point ball game. Horowitz currently leading Kemp. We go to her penultimate question in the category of Whoopi Goldberg movies. And it is. Whoopi Goldberg provides the voice of a playful purple octopus character called Stretch in which Pixar film? Toy Story 3. I probably like Stretch more than that bear voiced by Ned Beatty. That is correct. And with that, Kemp takes the lead, but she's not done yet. One more question remains in round two in the category of Whoopi Goldberg. And to possibly take a three-point lead going into round number three, here is your question, Jen. Which comedian co-stars with Whoopi Goldberg as the character Carl Heffler in the 1987 comedy, Burglar? Five, four, three. We'll go multiple choice. All right, your four options for a point. Is it A, Sam Kinison, 
B, George Carlin, C, Richard Jenny, or D, Bobcat Goldthwaite? Repeat the whole thing. First one. All right. She has two JT rules remaining. Categories Whoopi Goldberg. Which comedian co-stars with Whoopi Goldberg as the character Carl Heffler in the 1987 comedy Burglar? Is it A, Sam Kinison, B, George Carlin, C, Richard Jenny, or D, Bobcat Goldthwaite? Five. We'll go C. C is incorrect. And so for another opportunity at a steal, also worth a point, Mr. Horowitz, your question and options. Which comedian co-stars with Whoopi Goldberg as the character Carl Heffler in the 1987 comedy Burglar? Is it A, Sam Kinison, B, George Carlin, C, Richard Jenny, or D, Bobcat Goldthwait? Bobcat Goldthwait. If it's an 80s question and you're not sure of the answer, Bobcat is a pretty good guess, and that is correct for a point. And Christian, lo and behold, it's deadlocked at 15 as we head into the final round. And round number three works as thus. This is the round that will determine the match unless we go to sudden death overtime, which uh, we're, we're prepared for, I'm told. What we need from each competitor is a series of numbers. These numbers may range from 1 to 20. We need three numerals from each of you. You may not pick the same integer as your opponent because each one corresponds to a unique category of Schmodown goodness. Your first question is worth two points. Your next one is worth three points. Your final question is worth five big points. No penalty for missing a question, and there is no stealing in round three. Tied ball game, but we did talk to Josh Horowitz second. So, Josh, you have the ranking to tell us your three lucky numbers first. From 1 to 20, what feels fortunate? Uh, 3, 9, 17. 3, 9, and 17 for Josh and for Jen. I have a history of picking bad numbers, so we're going to try something new today. Here we go. All right. Uh, 4, 6, and 11. That's creative. we got to give her that. 4, 6, yeah. 11 for Jen Kemp. 3, 9, and 17 for Josh Horowitz. Just for that, you probably just won. Like, if we're being real, you just whipped out the dice on this I one? mean... Clearly, hey. I use dice a lot, but yeah. Yo, yo, look, real talk. That was phenomenal, that second round. Some people will go, oh, maybe we should have spun away from Whoopi. Here's the difference. Played like a vet. I got to give Josh all the credit because he's answering a lot of questions and very skillfully. But you played like a vet. You did the check down if you weren't 100% sure. So he only walked away with two points where you took four of his. So keep that in mind. Understand that you got the experience on your side. You got all the swag on your side. And you just took all of the nerddom on your side by whipping out the 20-sided dice, girl. So go have fun in this last round. Let's get you on to the second round. I'll see you on the other side. You are the master of the third round. That is where you sing, where you shine. You want to be an underdog, so those hits happen. Now we're the underdog. We got <laughs> I am mortal. Yeah. Look, guys, it happens. Every, everything you wanted. Cake, eating it too. Ooh. Now we win this with the knowledge that you bleed. Yes. Everybody wins. Uh, remember those GTEs don't help you after the fact. Use them if you need them. Process the thought, you know, like hear it in your head, read back the answer. I feel very good about how you play in the third round because your knowledge is so, so deep that like the fives feel like twos when we get into them. Like you hear the stuff, you got it. Uh, I'm really impressed that you're able to bounce back. Like it's always good to see someone like handle that. How you doing, man? I'm okay. That was an emotional roller coaster that second round. There was, uh, I mean, that was a train wreck at first. I'm, I'm, but considering where we started, I am thrilled where we are. Um, it, you know, there was just a couple boneheaded answers, but we like, I'm back. So I love that you knew them. It was just a phrasing. Like literally you knew all the answers. It was like the, the hall. The Regina the thing is unforgivable. And I should have just done multiple choice just to get the Next. wording on the first one. But all good. Funerals are hard. Time. Weddings and funerals are hard. All right. Well, Let's thank you. Our competitors are back, Mark. And now it is the start of round number three. We're going to start with Jen Kemp. We are all tied up. Jen Kemp will answer her two point question first and it is number four and that would be pixar mark it would be movies drawn by hand or on a computer in pixar's case probably a computer so for two points and a two-point lead early in round three jen your question chris pratt and tom holland voice elves in what 2020 pixar film onward Gets me a little misty at the end. That is correct. And Kemp has a two-point lead, so we go to Horowitz for his two-pointer. Now, Horowitz has to hit his in order to bounce it back to Kemp, and he chose category three. That gives him sports films. 
Sports films it is for two points in the world of athletic-based films to tie the lead of the meme queen. Josh, the question is this. In what Disney film does Dennis Quaid play Jimmy Morris, a man who gets a shot to pitch in Major League Baseball? The Rookie. He's a little bit older than a normal rookie, but that's the point of the movie. That is correct for two points. We're tied at 17. Back to Jen Kemp for her three-pointer. Jen Kemp chose a category of six. Mark, fortunately, you're not going to say it. I am. Comedy. And we get that three-point. Man, can't believe he gave you comedy in round one. All right, Jen, for a three-point lead this time, the category is comedy. And the question, which actor appeared in the following comedies? Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Can't Hardly Wait, and Without a Paddle. That would be Seth Green. He hugged his daddy eventually. That is correct for three points. It is now 20 to 17. And so, Christian, forgive me if I sound like a broken record, we go back to Horowitz with a chance to tie the lead of Kemp. That's right. He needs to hit the three in order to tie it, and he is going to get... Category nine, new releases. Mark, new releases. This movie's within release between 12 and 18 months. The greatest section in the history of video stores is now the category for Horowitz to possibly tie the lead. Here's the question for three points. Who plays defense counsel William Kunstler in 2020's The Trial of the Chicago 7? Mark Rylance. He stole an Oscar from an old boxer at one point in his life. That is correct. And now it is 20 to 20. Not 2020, the awful year, but 20 to 20, a great score. Jen Kemp now has the first crack at the five-pointer. That's right. If Jen Kemp hits this, she puts herself in the position to potentially win should Josh miss his five. But if she doesn't hit it, it gives Josh the opportunity to win with his five. And she chose category 11 and that would be spy films. All right. And your question. I have two JTs, right? Just to check. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do, as does your opponent. And in the world of spy movies, the question. For five points and the lead, Roger Donaldson directed Kevin Costner in what 1987 neo-noir spy thriller? Five, four, three, two. Repeat. Second one. All right, you have one remaining. Category spy movies, the question for five points. Roger Donaldson directed Kevin Costner in what 1987 neo-noir spy thriller? Five, four, three, Two. Okay. Last one. And it is in the category of spy films. The question, Roger Donaldson directed Kevin Costner in what 1987 neo-noir spy thriller? Five. Four. Three. Whoa. The Postman. Two. Looking for No Way Out. Sure. No Way Out, starring Sean Young as well. So now, Christian, here is where we stand. Josh Horowitz now has a five-pointer. If he answers it, he advances to the second round of the tournament. Should he miss, we go to sudden death. That's right. We will miss. If he misses, excuse me. If he misses, we go to sudden death. If he hits it, Quirky Marks pick up three points, and Josh advances to round two. Here is the category. Mark, he chose category 17. That puts him in the world of directors. Directors. People who do this for a living. And uh, unfortunately, can I just see both hands, Josh? I promise. I trust you. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. For five points. And the win. Which 1991 film starring Jodie Foster and Adam Hanbird was the first film Jodie Foster ever directed? This was a journey. You gave it a good run, John. Little Man Tate. And your winner, advancing 
Heading to the second round, the Carpathian, Josh Horowitz. Big win there. Had to earn it against the meat. Comes back and wins it with the five-pointer. Gentlemen, that was a massive, massive <laughs> victory, but you had to earn it there. 3-0 goes Josh Horowitz. Congratulations, and we'll see you in the winner circle with Brad Gilmore in just a moment. What a battle that was. Jen Kemp with those massive steals in the second round. And I think she played that second round very, very smart, even when she didn't know some of those Whoopi Goldberg. Like, I think it showed the difference between the sophomore and the rookie because Josh took a shot without multiple choice on that first one that he missed, and she picked up those two big. She didn't give him that opportunity. She went to multiple choice, and that's why we got ourselves into a tie game going around three. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. It was steals of plenty. It was twists, turns, plots, subplots. If you and I had wandered into this match leaving a trail of breadcrumbs, we'd be done with the loaf by now because that was one heck of a winding, twisting, turning match. But we ended up with an incredible victory by Horowitz over a very well-played match by Jen Kemp. Either one could have won this match. And Christian, I stand by what I said pre-show. Either one of them could have made a deep run of this tournament. Now that duty falls to Horowitz. That's right. And speaking of Horowitz, he is standing by with both his manager, Corey Jandrew, and the FCL chairman himself, the boat, Brad Gilmore. Take it away, Brad. Well, I am here with today's winner. Great, incredible match for Josh Horowitz. And, of course, Coy Jandrew joins me right now. Josh, let's talk about it, man. What a, really a seesaw battle there. You get the perfect first round. Then round two, opponent's choice hits you. And you were a wedding or a funeral away, you know, a hall <laughs> or a king away. What yep. was going on in your mind throughout rounds one and two today? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little rattled in round two. It was the first, this is the first singles match where I really was dinged and really, like, felt like, oh, this could go, really could go either way. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm proud and happy that we we held fast and we got, we stole back a couple. Round three, as you said, Koi has been good to me. And uh, I'm just relieved. I mean, relief is honestly the feeling uh, I feel most right now. It's a good now match. Now, I mean, Coy, going going back to you in round number two, when you saw him, you know, struggling through those, were you thinking about any last minute coaching tips you could have given him about not going to multiple choice, anything like that? Well, what's interesting is is I kind of predicted Jen would be this kind of struggle. So this is actually the most we preemptively thought tactics. And then I saw how strong she was playing in that first round. So that's why I mentioned the multiple choice. But I love that this happened. I'm not going to lie, like not even like showboating because Josh said he wanted to be an underdog again. We <laughs> got put in a position where she was leading. I honestly think the reason he and Perry play so well together is they're both really good at adversity. They're both really good when they get pushed into corners. I'm glad this happened to Josh at this point in the tournament, but now Josh is going to go into the second round having experienced this. He's a really smart player. He's a really smart knowledge base, but he won't forget losing four points ever. He won't forget. I mean, think about the last round. He missed his bonus question because he rushed it a little bit. This time he got his bonus question because he took his time. Next time he's going to get his bonus. He's not going to slip in those four points and he's still going to be the five point champion. So this guy's played perfect at this point. I think him slipping was the best thing that could have happened at this point in the tournament because he's a winner learn guy. He's the master of evolving his craft. I'm honestly glad it happened. I'm glad we won, but I'm glad it happened with the way it went down because Jen's a force and I'm just so proud of him learning and being able to bounce back because I think the next match is going to be even harder. And, and I, I want to ask you about the next match in just a second, but Corey, real quick, I mean, you you got Josh here late pick in the draft. He's now 3-0. and There's talks of rookie of the year. I'm sure you're feeling great with this pickup for your team. So I had Josh circled from the first round of agency after DiMolanto. So that'd be what? Fifth. Because I had my three free agency picks and then I needed to get DiMolanto because he and I had already spoken. Josh, I kept hearing the rumblings. I kept reading the message board. I kept seeing all that. And people would mention Josh late. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's the guy. So I had to gamble. And it was a real gamble to go like, I know that I want him early, but I have to accept where everyone else wants their stuff. And I knew I'd want to play him in singles and in teams. I needed Star Wars and Inner Geekdom. So I really hedged my bets. I waited. And the moment I had filled in other parts of my roster, I got Josh because 
I'm a, I'm a fan of the dude. I love his work. He's one of the only journalists I actually watch because I. It's weird when you do the job and then you watch other people do the job and you're like, why would I watch someone else do what I do? But like the dude's got so much knowledge. He's so interesting and he's smart. So it's inspiring to see him use that towards the showdown. And I just really like hanging out with the guy. So it was it was 100% correct. And I'm proud of how right I was. <laughs> and Josh. Horn with- tooted. <laughs> there you go. But Josh, with a match like this, with it yeah. being such a seesaw battle back and forth, I mean, does a match like this make you like like the big battle, or do you prefer just to go out there and dominate like we've seen you do before? No, no. I, I look. I think the the more you're tested, uh, they're they're different kind of players, right? Like if you're tested, some people will fold, and and I and I'm proud of the fact that when I've been tested, the Paul Walter Hazard match, by the way, what was not an easy. Both of them weren't easy. I mean, they, I, they were neck and neck the entire time. This one just had more mistakes on my part. So I, I, I actually, yes, for my heart and head and mind, maybe I'd like a dominant match where I could just like <laughs> cruise right through. But um, clearly being on the edge of defeat um, gets, gets me even more focused and I, I've been able to rise to the occasion. So all good either way. But yeah, maybe an easy one at some point would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, please? You, 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 you got past round one. Now let's look to round two. You're going to be playing the winner of Video Drew versus Griffey Nooms, Griffin Newman. Newman's already been talking a lot of smack about you uh, all over the place. Any, any, yeah, I mean, any preference Any preference between the two of them? Would you like to go at Griffey Noom or would you, you know, prefer Video Drew? Any preference for you? I know I know Griffin a little bit through social media. We're social media friends, or I thought we were, but apparently we're not now. Um, not so, yeah, I guess so. Well, um, uh, no, I don't have a preference. Whoever, bring him, bring him on. But um, now I have to go search my Twitter feed to see what he's been saying. Well, I guess now the question would be then: Would you have a preference? Because the rumor is you could be potentially playing one of those two players in New York City live in your hometown Great. live event round two. How does that make you feel? Would you enjoy that? Would you embrace that live? atmosphere in NYC? Yeah, I've got pants. I still have pants that I own, so I can, I can put them on. Sure, why not? It'd be nice to get out of the house once in a while. Yes, it's my hometown. I, I'm used to public events. Um, it'd be great to have that live atmosphere. Sure, bring it on. Let's do it. Well, you know what? Uh, congratulations again to you, Josh. And no matter what Christian Harloff says, you <laughs> made my blood pressure rise throughout that match. Okay. Very entertaining man on and off the showdown floor. And also Jen. I just got to give love to Jen before oh, we wrap. Oh, yeah, she uh, was great. She was amazing. I, I've seen yeah. Jen through the years in the showdown. That was so much of her evolving as a player. That was so much knowledge. Like that was, she played incredibly. And I just want to give love to both Swag and Jen because that was the, the power of manager and team. You know what I mean? Like we saw how much Winston influenced her, how much Jen evolved and played. Like, she would have beaten most other people. That's why this guy's Rookie of the Year, and that's why Jen's going to go very far in the show. I just want to get some love. Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. She played a great game, but congratulations to the both of you. Josh and Coy, thank you so much. And Mark and Christian, back to you. It's not what I was saying. Ah! Ah! Anyway, uh, point is, what a big win for the Mercs here, because tomorrow, the collision, it is Live to everyone. That is right. Tomorrow, partnered up with Captain Morgan, the original Spice Rom. It is going down tomorrow, and make sure that you check it out. And this is a big win because now the Mercs, if they have Dimolanta, they have Kevin Smith, and they have Shazam, they could put themselves in a position to potentially take over first place tomorrow should they win a majority of those matches. All right, so now we are going to talk to Winston Marshall, Jen Kemp, who are with the boat. Swag Squad, Jen Kemp, Winston Marshall. What a fantastic match starting off. But, Jen, just kind of give it to me right now. I mean, sensational match. You got opponents. It went your way. Round two, Whoopi Goldberg. Here's the thing. It didn't, you know, you had to go to a multiple choice a couple of times. You definitely got your invite for the cookout. Every, you know, the red velvet cake is yours. The macaroni, everything is yours. But just walk me through, though, what was going on. Walk me through what was going on. Well, you know, with you in, in that round, second round. You must have been feeling really good, and then, you know, Whoopi Goldberg tripped you up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, coming into this match, I knew it was going to be really tough because, like, Josh has played lights out so far, so we knew that his strengths were movies and his weaknesses were apparently being boring. So, I don't know. Uh, but, like, so you're welcome, everyone else in the tournament because now you kind of know that there's a, a couple things that might trip him up a little bit. Uh, so you're welcome for that. But yeah, after round one, I was kicking myself over the Kubrick thing. I just assumed that the Oscars didn't have respect for comedies. So that would have been a little bit more interesting coming in. But yeah, like I don't regret sticking with Whoopi because she's a very talented actress. And 
I just tripped myself up. I knew it was one of the two alliterative S actresses in there, and I just unfortunately picked the wrong one. So that's what he ended up. Yeah, Winston, though, how proud of you, though, are you of Jin? Because what a performance, getting two steals off somebody who people, like you said, we, people thought he was going to come in here and dominate like we've seen him do before. Jin gave him the best battle that he's had thus far. You know, how, how proud of you of you player right now? Oh, incredibly proud. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I can't believe that Christian would call, you know, Horowitz boring. That's insane. That was one of the most thrilling matches I've been a part of. I yeah, mean, very much so. first man's going perfect. Then he's confusing Regina's, which you don't do. Then, uh, you know, he's out here hitting all of his round three questions. Like, I mean, at this point, since he missed two black cinema questions, he can't quite come to the cookout, but he could stand outside and bring some ice, right? Now, Jen, on the other hand, played like a beast. She played like the veteran that she is. She Excellent choice in the opponent choice because it was something we talked about. And I did get my wires crossed for half a second. She reminded me that's exactly right, that we decided if he went first, we were going to see what he could do with that category. And that was perfect. She got two two-point steals, which is massive. She mitigated damage on her own to only lose two points from her side. And then, you know, five-pointers just, PJ! I'm not going to do it again. But, like, my <laughs> point is, is that... Jen played like the monster in this game that she has always presented. And her game has only gotten tighter and better. And what's so wild is that, God, if you just switch them five pointers, because we literally in practice did a whole Jody Foster practice. So that's why when he, the question got asked, she was like, mother. And she was shaking her head. Cause I was like, I know you know that. I just yeah. asked you last night. I so, mean, I've never been a Kevin Costner fan until he's finally moved into this like mentor role. So like, the minute it was like an '80s Costner, was like, "Well, I'm gonna. There's a, no way I'm gonna get no way out." Essentially, so yeah. absolutely. And I and I'll just say this: I know you're about to ask another question, Brad. Real quick, yeah. you asked me what I think about Jen and what's what what you know is the sky the limit? Of course, the sky is the limit for Jen. And I hope, uh, you know, obviously with the tournament kind of wrapping up things in this particular. Guys, I hope that I get the opportunity to continue to work with her in the future. We'll see what happens as the fates fall, man. Yeah, Jen, you've had some big moments this year. You know, that's without a shadow of a doubt, you've had big moments. What is next for the meme queen? I mean, I'm always around. I'm really excited to see how the rest of Swag just plows through this tournament. And it's unfortunate that I won't be a part of that, but I will because I'll be in the back helping everybody out. So, yeah, like I hope to get some more action with pop quiz and everything because me and Vinny had a ball like doing that and I think we had a good showing. So I'd love to like show up again for that. And yeah, just keep on playing, keep on watching movies. That's what I do. And Winston, one more one more question for you. I mean, we know that Chandru Dondapani is going to be playing for the Intergeekdom title against Mike Kalinowski coming up next month. How's the Chosen One feeling? Oh, he is... Whew, he is fired up, bro. Like, uh, I got a question, Brad. Did you watch Loki? Of course. Okay, so you remember that moment when, uh, you know, uh, Richard E. Grant out here making all of Asgard and Loki activating the flaming sword and just, just, just complete chaos of just raw power, just surging from someone that you thought was a villain but actually was the hero of the story? I saw that. Well, guess what's about to happen? Well, there you go. There you go from the man himself, Winston Marshall. Jen, sensational match today. Pleasure speaking with you, Winston. Again, great, great match. Great managerial skills. That is Jen Kemp. That is Winston Marshall from Swag Squad. Mark and Christian, back to y'all. Classy interview from a classic competitor in the meme queen, Jen Kemp. She really is, I think, one of the, uh, when you look back, in a couple of seasons, right? You're going to say, well, that's when she got started. That's when she really got uh, got moving as a competitor. Matches like this that turn those competitors with a loss, win, it doesn't matter. It's it's being able, the way she navigated the game and played it. Jen Kemp is a, is absolutely one of the stars of, of tomorrow and is already on her way there with a, with a match like this. But today was the Carpathians. It was the, it was the journey of the Carpathian. He did it again. He's 3-0, and and now he awaits round two. Will it be Griffey Nooms? Or will it be Video Drew? We're going to find out. Look, the match itself was a whole journey album. Nay, it was the double greatest hits CD. And Jen Kemp, like you said, a crucial valve in the heart and soul of the movie trivia showdown. Bright future for her. But right now it is Horowitz looking to advance. He does so. And he got it on a question about the movie Little Man Tay, which I don't know if a lot of people remember. But, oh, my God, it's got this heart-wrenching scene where every all the kids throw away his birthday party invitations. It makes me cry every time, Christian. We can't end on questions like this anymore. 
Yeah, so look, this was a big this this is a really, really big match for the Mercs because as I mentioned earlier, they've got a lot of matches coming up tomorrow, and you guys can see it. It is gonna be live on the channel, 12 p.m. PST, the pre-show starts, and then it all begins four massive matches, two digital, two in studio, the Star Wars Championship. Dimolanta versus Kelly, number one contender match. Kevin Smith versus Marisol McKee, number one contender match. Inner Geekdom, Saul from trying to put on the Saul show against the silent assassin Amaru Moses. And in the main event, Shazam looking to get a title defense against the two-time former champions, looking to be three-time champions, Corruption, Chance Ellison, and the Inner Geekdom champion, Mike Kalinowski. It all goes down tomorrow. Get your popcorn. Get everything. This is a free one, so get on it and watch it. It's going to be a fun one, partner. We're going to have a ball there, as we always do here at the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Make sure you check out the SchmodownLive.com for upcoming live events. Maybe you can be in the audience for either a giant theater extravaganza or to be in the studio audience for some other special exercises we have coming later on this year. Regardless, we appreciate your support and all of our patrons out there. A special thanks to you. Christian, the kid just wanted other kids to go to his birthday party. That's true. That is very true, Mark. This whole match was just, uh, I don't know. I was i was blown away by that tournament. I'm always blown away by the ultimate Schmodown and the way it is. The, the inner geekdom, the teams, singles, we're in tournament season, and Jen and Josh proved it today. So for Mark Ellis, I'm Christian Harloff. Thank you for the whole <laughs> Schmodown team, everybody. See you next time. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.